Welcome to Focus Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome back for episode 82 of Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on April 21st, 2017 on Twitch.tv. Big shout out to the live chat here. Thank you so much for spending your evening with us. This is your host, Blue Crew 86. Alongside me, we have the man who has taken upon himself to kill me with laughter and secure his spot in number one on the kill list of the of the year. Justin saying 0516. Justin, how has your week been? You know, my week has been rather mundane, not that much going on, rated a little bit last night, but tonight I put a new movie on for my son, who's eight. It's called Storks. I don't know if you've seen it, and uh, we're watching it, and five minutes into it, he turns to me and says very nonchalantly, Dad, where do babies come from? (laughs) And A good week then. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, great week. And you're like, actually, that um, happened, I need that to go do a podcast. Literally, like an hour ago, it <laughs> happened an hour ago. Um, and I turned to him and I said, "Son, I think you're a pretty smart kid." And he said, "Thank you." I said, "Do you do you want the dad answer? Do you want the real answer?" And he said, "The real answer." And the rest is a blur. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Needless to say, there was talk of DNA and embryos. Um, My condolences. And gestation. And thus died his innocence. I'm surprised. Pregnant pause. (laughs) Pregnant pause. Literally. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Well, Mel had a last minute schedule change this week, so she's working while we're here playing around. So be sure to get let her know that we miss her over on Twitter at the wind of the stars. And Green is out of town this weekend as well. So be sure to give her some love over on Twitter at Green Eyed Music Lover or just give it to her in the discord server. Let her know that we miss her. In the guest co-host spotlight tonight, we are joined once again by our favorite defender of dregs, Demoel. Demo, how are Hello. you doing tonight? Good. Glad to be here. Glad and, to have you. Yeah. Gonna gonna defend the dregs lives matter. I well it's it's both my people's here that we're talking about. Oh, that's about, true. So. That is true. That is very, very true. <laughs> All right, so let's run through the intro real quick and then we'll jump into the conversation. The topic of today's chat is going to be an update in the intertwined tale of the Awoken and Fallen. I asked Green to put together a high-level summary of the topic, and this is what she had to say. Two households, both alike in dignity and fair soul where we lay our scene. From ancient grudge break to new mutiny, where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. A fallen prince, a scattered people. History tells us of war games played and loyalties taken. The constant clash between the Awoken and the Fallen is as old as the Battle of Six Fronts. The Queen, clever as she may be, played her game out and with the help of the Harbingers brought the Fallen House of Wolves to heal. Years passed and we happened upon them coexisting, albeit, in a rather reticent way. During this time, Queen Marasov, aided by the lone survivor of House Judgment, Variks, and our guardian, continued to manage 
the House of Wolves through the capture of Skolas. But when the threat of orcs entered our system, the Queen and others executed a plan to which the absolute endgame isn't certain. Did she perish in the battle? All that we know is that the fallen are now scattered, and Prince Aldrin, who has searched for his long-lost queen, has now hatched a plan of his own. To what ends? Who knows? Before we get into that, however, I do have a few housekeeping notes. In our last chat, we looked at the updated lore of the story of Yore. If you missed that and have any interest in hearing our thoughts, please be sure to check out www.focusfirechat.com for archives of all previous chats, as well as links to all other aspects of Focus Fire Chat out in the internets. If you don't mind, please give us some feedback on iTunes to let us know how we're doing and to help us continue to grow. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Friday at around 10 p.m. Central, we get together to stream a recap of the previous week's chat for those who are unable to participate. Please be sure to also give some support to the other podcasts in the Guardian Radio Network found at theguardiansofdestiny.com. These include Guardian Radio, the official podcast for the Guardians of Destiny, Guardian One, Ghost and Echoes, which also has the Destiny audio grimoire, and the network's newest edition, a non-Destiny-focused podcast, Paragon Radio. Our next chat will be a look at the latest raid within Destiny, The Wrath of the Machine. With that, let's go ahead and dive into the information and thoughts that the community had on the new information that we received in regards to the Awoken and the Fallen. Lorebot, let's go. Query, Grimoire, Database. Results found. Displaying on screen. Thank you, Randy. So I guess we're going to start with Ghost Fragment, The Reef 4. Correct. That is correct. Um, that is correct for once. Um, ain't no thing but a chicken wang. Let's get started. He let his captors drag him through the dirt. His arms ached. Two hands wrapped around each bicep like iron bands. He slumped, and the toes of his scuffed boots bumped over the stones and left trails in the dust. He kept his eyes low a ragged and stained cloak hanging over his face. It was not a position to which he was accustomed. They debased him. They abused him. He bit the inside of his cheek until the blood filled his mouth. He struggled not to resist. They needed to believe he was broken, that he wasn't a threat. It was the only way they could bring him before their kill. He'd spent weeks weaving the illusion that led the fallen to him. He left bits of his trail where they couldn't help but find them. He skulked from planet to planet, Mars, then Venus, then Mercury, then back again. Following rumors and whispers, he'd hid from the Guardians, from his own people. He'd let everything they'd built fall apart, 
while those still loyal to him searched every inch of this forsaken system. Now it was time to stop searching and start building. He would need soldiers who answered to him and no one else, bodies to shape with will and magic and tech to his needs. These would serve. He thought they would take him to a catch, but they were deep underground, not near the Cosmodrome, but it didn't matter. He'd never been particularly concerned with the geography of this blasted world. It was not his home. So he bent his head low and listened to the guttural string of hisses and clicks issuing from the maw of the would-be king in yellow, a broken ruler of a broken house and the last of his kind. They were more alike than he cared to admit. When the creature's anger had burnt itself out, he raised his head to look at it. He did not need to speak. One kel rises and another bends its knee, and the prince felt the little hum of starlight ripple through him the one that let him know she would be pleased with what he had done. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. So we basically have Aldrin uh, catfishing the fallen, into <laughs> letting, like, letting him capture him, and pretty much, right? I love it. I love it. <laughs> Say, like, oh, you got me. I'm going to sass you. Mm-hmm. But I do like uh, the imagery of the of his cloak being um, thrown over his head because I think, and this isn't like stated anywhere, but I have a very strong belief that this is, and I I do view Aldrin very much as a hunter in in his like mannerism and attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I think there's no bigger insult for a hunter than to have his cloak thrown over his head. We, we don't have any evidence of this, but I do know they do not like it when you mess with their cloak. Yeah, I would, I would agree too that. I mean, like, obviously he's not a hunter, but I agree. Well, with, he, he is a hunter in everything, but, but the actual technicality of right. Like the, he's the got, techni- he, no, go for it. Go for it. Well, no, he he exhibits all the attributes that typify the subclass. Right. And I was going to I was going to make a point also about his his uh, what is it? The pauldron is technically a nod to the don't touch me's. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a don't touch me base. Um, I I do like the I was just going to touch on the basically the timeline update that we have for the Awoken here. And I, I tried to throw together a a decent summary of it on the mind map. Um, and so like in game events, the last we kind of heard from the awoken was really with the taken King, the battles and, you know, the fall of Marasov, the disappearance of Alderan, um, and then Petra and Varix are stepping in. <clears throat> so you see that with the research of the taken and the challenge of elders that's beginning, um, now you kind of get this this thing with the Age of Triumph where you get a little bit of the rise of Aldrin, I think you know, which kind of it it seems like a a I would I don't I guess it's almost a parallel to the fall of Mara, 
you know, it's one fault. So and I think that's kind of an interesting thing when you're reading that part where that says one Kel falls and another rises too. It's not just the fallen that they're seeing this in, right? You know, it, you, Mara fell and now Aldrin's coming back into a rise almost. I, I don't know if that was necessarily intentional. That's kind of just my own kind of look at it. But um, we were talking, I know we were talking in chat a lot about why is it that Aldrin is trying to create this, why, why is he trying to create this army? You know, what is going on here? Um, and this was kind of a, it, it bled over into the, the general Destiny channel too. So it wasn't just in the Focus Fire channel. It, it, I mean, the, the chat definitely continued into this week's uh, general chat. So, and I, I made the point and I, I kind of, and Damo, I'm kind of curious if you, what your thoughts are on this one, but I made the point that Aldrin is almost kind of using the fallen as an insurance policy because now Mara's gone, right? Mara's gone. This is a matriarchal society. Uh, and that means that he is not really got a lot of power by himself, so Mara was always kind of in my eyes and my reading. She was kind of his his um his shield against the rest of the society. And she gave him a lot of benefits. Um and now she's gone. So she he doesn't have her protection from the rest of the society. So he's bringing a fallen army to bolster his defense and the person who's taken his place is Varix. Varix is now kind of in charge of the intelligence like the intelligence network that the fall or the the awoken run and Varix has a propensity to try to kill people who he doesn't necessarily agree with you see that a lot with petra and so well i think he was testing petra not right, no petra. and i mean and we made that point in chat too it was it was it's kind of like a game between Varix and petra like yeah it, it's it's definitely a cloak and dagger game between them but i don't think either of them would be upset if it actually worked you know, like it's Maybe. like, eh, I don't know. I, I can go back and forth on that one because I think Varric's. Eh, well, I but, think at the beginning that was true. I think now it's less true. I, I yes, yes, I, I would think agree. That the with respect that. between them has Girl. has brought them to the point where they're they're friendly with each other. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely agree. With that. I, I, yeah, allies might be a stretch, but I think definitely, definitely, they are the. They used to be outsiders, and now they're kind of in the pinnacle of power, as it were. Right. Um, so, I mean, what what are your thoughts on Aldrin's gathering? Uh, okay, well, okay, first off, first question, and I saw this already pop up in chat a little bit. Who's the who's the who's the fallen that he's being brought in front of? I think it's the Kell of Kings. Okay, which is yeah. the, which is the last Kell we know of. Yeah, it's got to be the Kill of Kings. The King in Yellow. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, wait, there was some interesting debate about that, right, actually. I was going to say, there was some debate about it. So, Which, do we know a name? No. We well, don't. No, we don't. We've never, the, we have no, the Vanguard has no intel on the Kill of Kings. That's said somewhere, yeah. don't ask me to re- tell you where. We know the, but bar- I do remember the, that. Uh, the two barons were the, I think, the only named kings off the top of my head that I can think of. Uh, Paskin and um, Vec- Paskin and Vecus. Yeah. Um. So, 
I don't think he's. I don't think he fears. I don't think he's using this army to bolster himself. Uh, personally speaking, I think that he knows that the queen. Because I mean, he even indicates that he thinks the queen will approve of what he's doing. So I think that. I, I don't even think that. I, I don't even think it's that he thinks she will approve of what he's doing. I think that he can actually feel her approval. Well, like, physically I'm, in the moment, like I like, I agree, uh, but my my concern is that he may actually just be hallucinating. I yeah, I mean that's that's a possibility, but I have a very strong feeling that Mara is at the heart of a whole lot of what he does, and not just. A perception I, I, of Mara on his part, but I agree Mara's with you. actual sentience and like her being is still out there. I agree with you 100%, but there's the chance that she's dead and he's just lost it. I don't it, think it that's true. Possible. I don't think that's true, but I want to bring it up because a lot of people have mentioned it. And I want to give that argument some credence, even if they are completely insane. Well, um, <laughs> well, it's a, it's a lot less fun. No, as, was, it's a lot less fun as a story option. It's a lot more fun that Mara is um, I'll also maintain floating, that, floating in the ether. As it I'll were, also maintain but, that her, her, her strategy is terrible. If, she was just trying to buy some time for us or alert us to a threat. Like that's like, you don't send the Royal personage in, in a mission yeah. to do that. Right. Yeah. She couldn't, she could have sent them elsewise. We know that she highly values her people. So like just the idea of like throwing her entire race of people at the dreadnought for no particular reason rings pretty false to me. Um, yeah. Especially for someone so gifted at strategery. Yeah. And she is very, very gifted. So yeah. I think I think she definitely had some other plan. I'm with you. I'm with um, you. And I think Aldrin is gathering that army for some other reason. Um because I don't think I don't think protecting himself would particularly please the queen. Like I don't know that it would displease her, but I don't think she'd really I don't think okay. that's an action where she'd go, I'm sure glad that happened. Yeah. Which is what we kind of get at the end of that card. I'm very Pleased you followed my business model. Yeah. Um, yeah no, I've got I, a that question. Out so that, well, <laughs> I, I've got a question that I don't think has been asked. What? Well, it's been asked, but not yet on the show. What? Uh, what's his trump card? Because this encounter flips very quickly. It turns about on his head very suddenly, and. It goes from he goes from captor to king, uh, captive to king. Uh, have you seen quickly. him? Have you have you seen him on um, just silently sass people into submission? No, I don't think that's it, Blue. <laughs> I don't think that's it. So some people theorize that the person, the broken leader of a broken house, is not the kill of kings; that it's somebody else that he brought potentially to take over for the kill of kings. Like yeah, it could be for example qu- it could qu- be for example the 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 Chelchis or somebody, right? Maybe he went and found some the the Kel of Kells or somebody who Ooh. could be the Kel of Kells. And Yeah, and I think that's because Chicklets. it says would be king in yellow. Um and my response to that is is I, I always kind of read that particularly as 
Aldrin looking at looking at him as like, oh, that's cute. You think you're king? When yeah, that's you know, when he what I theorize too. Because it yeah, it's because it follows up. It says so. In the part that I'm reading is it says so. He bent his head low and listened to the guttural string of hisses and clicks issuing from the maw of a would be king in yellow, a broken ruler of a broken house and the last of his kind. Um. So he, I mean, the next sentence to me says that that would be king in yellow is kind of so like my, a, a a dig at the king. Yeah, agreed. So, my my concern with that is though, why is his house broken? The kings have had almost no, like, and this is kind of a devil's advocate thing because I yeah. I agree with you. I think that especially because it calls him the last of his kind, I think that refers to the to Kells, so to speak. Um, but. Why Why does it describe his house as broken? And it could just be the prince's snarkiness, because mm-hmm. basically this is being narrated by him. Well, but. they kind of are relegated to to darkness and shadows and cloak and dagger type operations, where it, wherein most of the fallen houses in their in all of their pomp and circumstance were much more about the very visible actions of war and yeah and. I mean, really, you know, the just only thing that we force. know about the kings is that they are like brutal. Um, the House of Kings, but they've <clears throat> they've kind of re- no. I'm just saying they are brutal, but they've they've kind of retreated into this like you know, right? Rasputin like the, hou- the House of shell. Kings card says that the colors of the House of Kings are rarely seen. They act with brutal contempt, as if they hold their rivals, other fallen and city alike, in disdain. We have yet to grasp the full measure of their strength. Um, so, I mean, and the, and that's where you get the idea of them kind of being that that political. Their political acumen is very, very high, um, and they definitely use. I mean, it, they're they're almost on the level of Mara politically, right? Yeah, is the feeling I get. They they are they are the chess masters of the fallen, and they are constantly playing the other houses against each other as well as against the city. But yeah. And, and I, but that still doesn't explain why they're called broken. Right. Which was my concern. Right. And I, and that's the one piece that doesn't fit well. Right. I know. And I'm trying to think. So my, my, my plausible explanations for it are that we don't know how the Kings and splicers interacted. Right. That's true. So it could very well be that there was some variety of struggle um, between them in which the kings were broken. It could be that the kings were already broken. Like maybe they weren't hiding in the shadows because they're huge badasses, but maybe they were hiding in the shadows because they didn't have anything left. That's a, that's a fair point. Yeah, that could be. And they're just strategically waiting till they have a, or waiting for a sign or something. Right. I mean, for all we know, the kings aren't. I mean, uh, aren't on the same level of and categories as the the rest of the fallen. We know they participated in in the battle to take the city, but at the same time, we haven't really seen them be as aggressive or or anything uh, or active in hunting us, so to speak. Right, and so, we know, and we know, like Skolas uh, courted them in what was that the House of Wolves, 
because that's where yeah. we get Paskin and well, but we know that was a betrayal in like in the works, so to speak. Right, 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 right. That yeah, that no, wasn't it's... actually a negotiation. Yeah. Um, well, the king, kind of... the kings were going to end him. So <laughs> what? No, yeah, yeah, that. But I mean, even that speaks to them being a different modus operandi and more intelligent about their motives. I guess would be the words, right? Which actually the makes them more dangerous. I would argue. Well, probably, but it could also make make them less dangerous. Oh, right. What I, if because it's because they could be limited on resources. Well, and also the big thing with the fallen, realistically, is that they're they're lost to rage, so to speak. So if they're the house of the kings is not, then that might make them you know less dangerous. They might be more willing to work with other um, elements. Mm-hmm. If you can, if you can be viewed as their same level, because basically know, the whole thing of the contempt. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. So, uh, so, so House of Kings playable race confirmed. That's that's my hopes, obviously. But <laughs> uh, so yeah, so in in what this does, and so going back a little bit to the timeline, um, this this also brings back to mind the idea that the fallen are being brought back to heal, if you were, to the awoken. Right? It it kind of implies that Aldrin is taking control of this particular section or this particular house um do you guys would you guys agree with that do you disagree like what are your thoughts on that one i think that is what the cards imply that yeah he's he's like it's possible that he brought somebody else to take control of the house but because remember varix is turning all of the crows at finding the the king the kill of kells right that's his goal so it's possible that that means that prince would know if there was any progress on the kell of kells right and but and that also brings to the point of aldrin is not only hiding well he's not only trying to attract the fallen's attention he's actually hiding from his own people and well, the we guardians do we know that yeah it says he's uh he'd spent uh, it says he'd spent weeks weaving the illusion that led the fallen to him. He left bits of his trail where they couldn't help but mm-hmm. find them. He skulked from planet to planet, Mars, then Venus, then Mercury, then back again, following rumors and whispers. He'd hid from the guardians from his own people. He let everything that they had built fall apart while those still loyal to him searched every inch of this forsaken system. So he kind of assumed that, the, well, I mean, yeah, he is hiding from them, but I kind of assumed that it was more about not them not getting in his way than right oh yeah else. yeah yeah you know definitely agree there he's he's hiding from them because they would just uh slow him down they would drag him back off yeah right. um because i mean and if you think about the political situation that the woken are in that would make sense they, yeah. they, they don't have a queen currently i mean and oh and that was the other question that they had when we were talking about petra and Verix. you know petra and Verix are kind of controlling this whole thing right now um, and so there was a question when we were talking about that, about why, uh, if Petra, if Petra was just so annoyed at Varix, you know, why didn't she just kill him? Because, you know, he's, well, why did she give him the crows? Or, yeah. Why did, why did she do all this? Like, why isn't she just doing this? And the, the thing that people or the thing that we need to remember with this is we know from the Telesto card that yes, Petra is technically acting regent, but she has not yet told people 
that Mara is believed to be dead. Right. She is still letting probably them has not told them. Right. I mean, like I'm assuming that like the Tetuans and the um, would it be the Corsairs or the Paladins, the yeah. remaining Paladins and the remaining Corsairs. They probably know, hey, this is not a very good situation because they're they need to know that. But the general population of the Awoken race on the reef don't know this. I mean, they they all they know that Mara is not on the reef. And so Petra is, you know, act quote, acting regent while Mara is in the field. Um, and we don't know how long this whole facade is going to last, uh, but she hasn't told people. And so she doesn't have the full political power of a queen because to be quite honest, she's not taking it. She won't, she won't take that responsibility. Um, well, I think she, yeah, I think she just doesn't want to believe it. Right, right. Yeah, and Penns is right. As regent, she does not have the responsibility to declare Mara dead, which is what um, that card says. The yeah. Telesto card says is this is the recommendation, but note that you do not have the responsibility, or you, note you're not responsible obligated. or you're obligated to declare her dead. So, yeah. Um, I mean, and I guess talking about the bringing the fallen in line. Do you want to jump to the other new card demo? The Fallen Six. The Fallen Six. Not the Awoken Six, which blew. It is not oh my the gosh. Awoken Six. Blue needs more. Uh, all right. I'm I was freaking that. out, by the way. <laughs> I was too. I was like, there's a new Awoken <laughs> card? What? Surprise. Don't, don't let Blue put together notes when he doesn't have coffee in him. That's a terrible decision. All right. I'm going to skip the military jargon at the beginning. Do it. Recon groups A, J, and T return to Tower Actual at three local time. No casualties. Light injuries across multiple members of J and T teams. Full debrief to follow. Breaking mission top sheet protocol, Commander. I want you to understand the scope of what we're looking at here. As the fire teams fanned out across the region, the devils rushed to meet them. Our forces dealt with some post-Siva pockets of splicer activity, and every once in a while the kings popped their heads up and scared the hell out of everyone. In other words, situation absolutely normal. That's a lie. The Fallen are abandoning the Cosmodrome. Hawk flyovers confirm. The House of Devil forces are simply not there anymore. They've been disorganized for the last few years, but there's never been a shortage of ground troops whenever we staged a significant sortie. Intel source Green Raven was right, and for the moment, it's worth assuming the report on the House of Exiles, House of Winter, and House of Wolves are accurate. We're also fact-checking against independent fire team reports from the field. That kid all the SRL fans talk about. Marcus? He was in one of the fire teams out at the Cosmodrome. He pulled me aside and said, gave it to me straight. The fallen houses are gone. The siege is broken. The stalemate we've had with the Elixir for, what, 100 years? It's over. We won. Commander, I'm not even sure they're flying banners anymore. The team found huge mounds of burnt cloth and armor, ceremonial piles, and several of the most hardcore fallen holdouts. What's changed? Where have the fallen gone? Why have they burned their banners? I'm drawing up a plan to coordinate forces from the Queen's Wrath, Fellwinter Peak, and Warlock Orders and more non-traditional outfits to follow up on these reports. I believe your wisdom will guide us through the trials ahead. Sloan. Who is Sloan? Who is Green Raven? <laughs> Who is... Uh, okay. We're going to jump into this conversation. And what is a hawk? <laughs> okay. A we know hawk, what a hawk is. We know what a hawk is. Well, a hawk is a I know small, what a, a hawk small, is. It's a small I don't bird. Know you, it's a small no, bird. No, you know exactly what a hawk is. You did a mission with them in it. What? The mission to get back... Um, Gallarhorn. 
when you go to Bannerfall, those ships flying out are the Hawks. They like give you some fire support against the mm-hmm. Fallen as they're invading. Oh, it's like the okay. uh, what are they? What are the, what are the, the ones? Siva bots? No, <laughs> the, the plague uh, lines. God, what's the Halo? Not the Pelicans. It's the um. Yeah, uh, Hornets. Hornets. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, Justin, so it, do not are do the Hawks. Um, are is this more of a forces of the city engagement here? Yeah the yeah. the the forces of the city are. So this are, is an this, FOTC this, report. Presumably. Yeah. Yeah. This is this yeah. is a vanguard agent reporting to the Vanguard about his activities. So, okay. So, so, so green Raven, green Raven. I have my thoughts. Demo. Do you, do you have a theory? Uh, go ahead. I, I actually don't have any, I think it's Varix. Interesting. Yeah, I know that kind of makes sense. Because and I can't remember where I saw it, but someone made a really good and yeah, exactly. Someone made a really good point. He controls the crows, and what color is he? Green. He's got green the green his, the house of judgment is the green. So green <sighs> raven. Interesting. Hmm. That's a big twist. Well, and it would make sense because the if you read if you read that it's Intel report on House of Exiles, House of Winter, and House of Wolves. You know, like all three of those. Well, two Winter and Wolves we know Varix was involved with, and Exiles. There's you know, I think you're the one, you had the the theory of Exiles and Varix's connections yeah. between the oh, between I, the colors. Yeah. That's one of my theories. So, I, but yeah, I think I, I, I could not, I, I was in the same boat. I was like, ah, there's so many different like random things that could be green Raven. And then I read, I think it was on, I think it was on Reddit. Um, I think it was in destiny lore. I want to say that's where it was, but someone made that argument. And I was like, yeah, that, that fits like that fits really yeah. well. Um, I think we're, I think we're kind of missing the, the significant thing here. What event could make the fallen burn their banners? And well, that, banner yeah, that was, that's there's a lot of events that could hypothetically do it. I think there's only one. No, there's there's at least I think two. these are go. I think these are go down with the ship type people. Uh, I think, I think that, uh, a bigger alpha, like a almost like a Kel of Kells, is the only thing that can make even the most diehard fallen cast their banner aside um and burn it like that's that's some pretty heavy imagery i don't know that's, you're the you're the fallen expert that's very probable but the other thing is they could have just 100% despaired right they could have just given up mhm they're the fallen despair is their bacon <laughs> i i think that they i think you're right that it's likely that something rallied them together but I think that we would be silly to dis- discount other high probabilities. Well, I'm not saying discount anything or dismiss anything. That's the oh, okay. That that's what I should have said before anything. That's my first thought. 
upon reading I, it. I tend to agree because to me, this the ceremonial burning of banners sort of indicates to me that they're they're leaving behind their past identities and gathering together. Yeah. Right, because they all kind of did it at once. So it feels like it's not... It's not like... I feel like if they were giving up, it would be a, a shorter return, so to speak. Um, like, it, the, or it would be more random. They wouldn't all just give up at the same time, which is what it sounds like they did. So... Right. And I mean, like, usually, I mean, just, just to kind of go off of that, too, is you see banners, especially like heraldic banners, which is pretty much what the the fallen have. You know, these are the banner of arms. These are the 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 the, the coat of arms, the shield and, you know, of the fa- you know, we have that for the guardians with um, su- no uh, supremacy. No. Right. The supremacy it's yeah. a crest it's called a crest whatever it's it's the same concept you see it's it's heraldry it's, that's what it is and it's it's existence is to show your loyalty your your allegiance to it so when you see a, a significant burning i mean this is why you know to kind of kind of toe the line on possibly triggering a couple people listening in this is why burning flags is such a big deal um yeah and it's such a political um slap in the face to the institution of which you're burning their symbol um you know it it's it's akin to uh stepping on flat you know the, the it's it's you are you are defacing that organization or that that political party of whatever um so you don't do it like it's just generally not a very popular thing unless you are completely cutting your ties um and you see that with the significance of burning banners this is this is them giving up their houses they are they're they're they are um not just abandoning they are i'm I'm drawing a blank on the word that i'm trying to find they are it's not condemning but it's like there's abandonment and then there's this active just turning away and walking away and they're, which they're could, which is what it could be but it could also be a symbolic well, destruction no, but, of, of the um, but the, the segregation right yeah but i mean the yeah. same thing though is they're not just they're not just being like oh we're swearing allegiance to this no they are they are um they're burning the fields through which they march right they're raising the so, ground behind them they are they've 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 um uh they've crossed the rubicon there is no going back Okay, so yeah, there was a thought that hadn't occurred to me till just now, hearing you say that, Blue. Hmm. Um, what are you supposed to do if you allow the American flag in wartime to touch the ground? Okay, right, right. That there. Okay, I see. I see what you're saying. Um, there's a vast difference between that and so. Well, be, no, hang on, because when if the flag was to touch the ground in war in, in any time, really. You're supposed to ceremoniously burn it and then discard of the ashes. Like mm-hmm. the, there's a very, but there's also you have to understand there's also a very very specific process in which you do that. You do not just pile 
the, yeah, the, yeah, but, well, but they, 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 they say it's ritualistic in the card, right? It doesn't sound like it, they were just, yeah, but what I'm, what I'm trying to get at, I, I know what we're talking about here is all procedure and expecting fallen procedure to mirror 20th century human procedure is not very realistic, but all I'm saying is, could that just be the dynamic? Not not necessarily the specifics of it, but oh, rather I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay, they've been shamed to the point that they're discarding their banners out of shame, not out of a lack of fealty or um, loyalty. But it's it's their it's their way when they've been degraded to this point. It's we have to abandon this. We're not worthy of this banner anymore. Right. I don't and, and think it's real, that, but it could be. I don't think it's just, that either. It's just another angle. Just real quick. I, I just real quick. Uh, pins pins in chat is pointing this out. Uh, to answer your question, Justin, the official way is you cut out the field of stars and you bury that and then you burn the stripes. Mm-hmm. Which uh, is all ritual. Right. That's all and that that's, is. And that's right. I'm seeing, I'm seeing that right now. I completely glossed over that part. So, yes, the team found huge mounds of burnt cloth and armor ceremonial piles in several of the most hardcore fallen holdouts. Mm-hmm. All, I'm, all I'm saying is it's very possible that what we could be seeing here is a uh, ceremonial act of concession, as it were. It could be. I feel like that's the least likely option, though. Yeah, I well, feel like it's, also. I, I also feel like it's either leads to the least interesting gameplay twist. Right, I think there's right. one of. I think there's kind of one of two broad camps. Camp one is that the Cal of Kellis has shown up, or something that convinces them that they're close to it, and they've gone off to to. They've stopped the segregation of the houses. They've joined together, and they're going to go do that thing. The other option is that they've given up, they've despaired on their old lives, and they've gone to join the darkness. Eh, I, yeah. I mean, it's possible. We know Skolas... Or the we circus. Know, we know Skolas um, contacted the darkness, probably Oryx himself. Um, yeah. So it's very possible that they would know how to do that. I kind of agree with what I think you were going for with that blue, and that's lame. I just, I mean, this is this is me breaking fourth wall on that one because it's like, I mean, yes, is it possible? Yes, but I think I think at least for a while we're not. I I hope at least we're not going to hear from Oryx, right? <laughs> you know, like it's, I hope no, never again. No, well, and I mean, and there's there's a lot of theories that would lead to Oryx coming back, and I and I'm not I'm not opposed to that, but I mean, I, I am. I know you are. I, it's okay. I know, but I mean, it's my, just bad my storytelling. Well, and that and that's and uh, yeah, I kind of borderline on that too. I mean, it's just it it's it, that that to me feels like a cop out. I'm sure that if if you do it right, it might not necessarily. But to me, it would be much more interesting to have a political upheaval and actually have them trying to make themselves better, right? Yeah, and I Agreed. think that's. I mean, you see that. You see that in Varix. Varix's yeah. entire, I mean, Jesus, his temper tantrum over Siva was because he was like, oh, we have truly fallen. Like, yeah. we have truly <laughs> fallen. Which and, actually leads me to think that he might be pushing this because I think that might be, I think that might have lit a fire. In, so oh, to yeah. Speak. I, I totally see. I could totally see that, too. And I mean, in that, 
you know, and I, I think that also goes to pointing to maybe the the Green Raven being um being Varix is because, you know, if he's if he's playing you know, if he's playing a chess game here, what better way than to actually try to uh to kind of control the information flow as well. And and then we know he knows how to do that because he I mean, we have cards between him and Petra we have cards between him and Petra where she basically is like, we know you're hiding information from us. Like we, we know you're hiding information. He's like, I'm, I'm loyal to the reef. I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not here to debate this, but <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he, he, he's played the cloak and dagger game before, but, um, I think the only other thing on this card that I really focused on is the fact that Marcus Wren is still alive. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I got that too. Because I know there was a big theory that he was uh, he had been killed in a a sparrow racing incident. Because <laughs> we have we have a um, we have his the suits of armor from him where where it kind of indicates that he got he got removed. <laughs> I mean, he just he's he's just an active person right you know yeah, yeah but it, i think it's uh i think it's the boots of his his boots it's something like you know something something about the only thing left standing is the boots yeah oh what was it um hang on let me see if i can find them real quick it wasn't frost it's not the frosties though that really is kind of funny too because he's like if it works for computers oh so but yeah, go for it. Think go about it. it. What kells are left? Just, just the kings. Be, Literally, just, just the kings. would be king because we've killed Draxus. Um, we've killed Skolas and his predecessor Virixas. I don't know if I said that right. Um, we've killed Sulcus. So, literally, I I'm completely blanking. Is there another one? Gamma. Uh, we've killed, did, we've killed devils, right? Did they even have a kill? Yeah. Uh, devils kill- was Sulcus. Yeah. Devils was St. 14 killed him. Right. Mm-hmm. So devils didn't have one. Exiles won't have one. Winter. We, we killed, personally killed Draxus. We killed winter. House of winter. Yeah. Um, no. And I, I mean, we killed skull like, it three times. That's it. Yeah, we've we've killed Skolas. I I kind of feel like a who, who was it said like uh, I think it was actually Papa Heavy or whatever. He he said like he ran so many people through Skolas. He felt oh, like he was, owed Skolas rent. No, that's no, that me. Was, that's Damo. No, that's that you. Would be, that would that's be Damo. Damo. <laughs> Skolas owes Damo back rent because jeez. <laughs> I like it. I was oh, in there at least five nights a week for three or four weeks straight at the end of your one. You're a special person. <laughs> <laughs> because I beat that mother once, and I said, nope. That is the least fun I've ever had playing a video I actually, game. <laughs> so I, other than the lead up to Skolas, I really liked the Skolas fight itself. Mm-hmm. That's true. The I, problem was the eight hours that it took to get there. Yeah. And like the, 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 horror and dread of knowing that mm. if you left it was all over yeah that's that that, that will be forever as close <laughs> any video game manufacturer will ever get to 
a digital colonoscopy. <laughs> that was <laughs> the worst. I don't know. Oryx is pretty freaking bad, too. I don't know. There's fun parts in there somewhere. No. Somewhere. <laughs> no. There's... You're wrong. This is a little Stockholm-y. It's okay. We're going to get through this, Justin. <laughs> Listen, it's good at the end. My sisters are there. Everything is good. Oh my god. And by the way, there's a new adjective and its name is Stockholmy. <laughs> I just love Damo's response. We'll get through this, Justin. It's okay. <laughs> I am Groot. Oh. Um, so, I, so I guess that they, they brings into thus into the update to the fallen timeline. Um, which I mean, like I said in the intro, these these stories, you know, as as it's gone, the game has moved on, you know, progressed. The stories have just for the Awoken and the Fallen. The reason why I, I kind of put them together is because that's kind of how their stories are. They have become intermeshed with each other very, very finely, um, and you see that with Varix especially. But uh, the update for the the timeline, I think the last time we talked about the Awoken on the podcast was at the end of the year with the House of Devils episode, which was episode 66 back in December. And um, at that point, obviously, we had, um, let's see, had Rise of Iron had been out, but we did not have the two cards right here. So we we've pretty much talked about everything, you know, at that point with the House of Devils, with the Splicers, um, and you know the whole destruction of everything that was fallen by the Guardian. And so yeah, this is I mean this this really is a kind of a a, a conclusion, you know, again another another kind of ending, yet not to a story that we've been following for the last, what is it now? Two, three years. I mean, yeah, yeah nearly, nearly two and a half years. Cause that's, it's the same as the, your story. It's, it's, it's a story that's been progressing and the, the, the conclusion only opens up more questions as you can probably, probably tell from us. Yeah. So, but yeah, so the fallen hmm. fall update on the fallen timeline is pretty much this card. They are now, I, I would argue that they are now completely and a nearly a hundred percent intertwined with the Awoken story at this point. Well, it's very likely. Well, okay, fair, um, fair, fair point. Fair point. It is very likely that at this mm-hmm. point, the I don't know if it would necessarily mean that the fallen are. I don't know. Because, I mean, you could have said the same about the wolves, I guess, as well. And then, yeah. you know, they went and stabbed him in the back. Right. Um, I would say that the Fallen grew closer to the Awoken, but realistically just have a giant, huge question mark in their yeah. in their timeline now. We just have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Well, we know they're burning their banners right but we don't know what that means like right. as we've kind and of we know yeah so we know they're taking drastic steps but we don't know what the significance of those steps are like we don't yeah. know which direction they are actually taking a step in do you know what oh no i'm sorry blue no no um, no, no, no i was just done 
they're actually a little scarier without their house system. Yes. Now they're just rogue. I don't know what's what. Well, the thing is, is, you know, if I had three captains come at me, each one wearing different colors, I think I might poop myself. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's, it's a scary proposition. I'm yeah. sorry. I know, right? <laughs> the, the pooping or the no. thing? I'm just glossing over that as I am so many things this evening. It's okay. It's okay. This is normal. <laughs> this is Burn normal. your banners, Damo. Burn your banners. It'll be okay. I'll, I'll burn your banner. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, there's nothing... I mean, because you're right. At this point, there's... They have... I mean, figuratively, they have nothing to lose now. Mm-hmm. They they are forsaking. Well, they're forsaking their their houses. If this is if if this is they, the direction that they're going, they either have nothing to lose or everything. Everything to lose, right? Which, it really depends on if they found their Kell of Kells mm-hmm. or if they gave up or joined the darkness or did something else. I mean, I guess my my counter or, or my counterpoint to that would be either extreme is still dangerous. Well, the Kell of Kells. Well, no, no. I mean, like, probably I mean, if you're isn't. if you're fighting, if you're fighting against them, you're right. Either, well, I either kind of have, have to hope that they're like I've said, I kind of well, have to hope that they're choosing a different path than fighting us. Right. If, um, if the Kell of Kells is really what he's cracked up to be. It's not going to be a menacing figure at all. Like he's going to be a little bit more more evolved. It's, it's kind of the way I'm. Think. I hope. We think he could no. also be like the ultimate in fallen supremacists, like Askis. Uh, we don't really know that much about no, his. He's got agenda. like he's he's a drag with ten thousand arms. He's going to tickle you. To all do. I know. Is he's got spider legs, but he never walks anywhere. He only teleports. He to be fair, that place doesn't really typical lazy fallen. <laughs> typical spider legs <laughs> teleport. I'll see you after class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Mister Insane. <laughs> <laughs> typical. And you better bring a switch. Listen, <laughs> listen, typical fallen, always looking for four handouts. Uh, <laughs> uh, you no, no. That was gross and you're gross. <laughs> um oh man. So I mean I guess Demo, what what else do you think as far as an update for the Awoken and the Fallen? What do you, what else is there anything that you would think is significant? Well, the, the weird part of the Awoken is we actually don't get that much information about True. them, mm-hmm. um, which I think is kind of interesting. Just we, that we know that the 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 prince has a goal and is theoretically trying to push that goal forward. Um, but yeah, that's I think we've covered most of it. Cool. All right. Well, and like I said, I tried to get most of the timeline 
put up on the mind map for this week. So I think I hit most of the big points. Um, we we do know also, thanks to Justin's very, very astute reading of the Cage 6 card, that the Fallen never rode horses. So we don't need to worry about that. Uh, right. I actually think there was a question mark after that. Did the Fallen ever wear right horses? No. Well, I asked Siri a lot of things. And, um, <laughs> I did ask the Google advisor that, and it, it did not know what I was talking about. <laughs> I'm still impressed. I'm still. I'm, I'm going to say it again. I'm still impressed that you got through that card without dying. Oh, my God. That was the best. <laughs> I mean, that and the Shaxx one were both pretty, pretty yeah, tough to yes. not lose it on. Oh, God. <laughs> And also reading through the Bandits card with Fife. Those are the highlights of my career. The highlights of my career. <laughs> Is there a planet of horse people? <laughs> Were we invaded by horse people? Yes. No. no. Do the Fallen ride horses? No. <laughs> some early some early Fallen Raiders attributed them to having quadruped legs. And you know that by that point, AI was smart enough to sound irritated. <laughs> well, but it's a text-only interface, so he, it can't even sound irritated. No, they, they you say are that wrong, the, sir. I message say, with Blue daily, and he types irritated as hell. But it's, it's text-only. It's contextual, is what you're telling me. I'll grant you, Blue is pretty good at communicating irritation via text. My sweeper button. I have definitely, I have definitely <laughs> checked out a few conversations. Like, oh, <laughs> his time, his, time to stop demoing. Yeah, his SMH cuts me like a shock blade. <laughs> oh no, that that's that's the da- that for me that's push harder. That for for demo, that's that's like candy right there. <laughs> Your irritation uh, sustains me. <laughs> well, we did we did actually get a. <laughs> Dispatch this week. Do you guys want to jump into Yay. that real quick? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's let's do it. Dispatches from the wilds. All right, so our dispatch this week was from Doc Holiday over on PS4. And he wrote us, he said, I had thoughts on some things from Destiny 2, or for Destiny 2. What if the Kel of Kells is the first elixir raised by a ghost? He or she would have been chosen by the Traveler and probably viewed as an almost demigod-like figure to them. My other thought was that if we know what the first, or, or that we know that the first expansion in Destiny 2 has to do with Osiris, what if the Cabal attack, the current speaker, is killed or lost, and he comes to take up the mantle, whether it be as a responsible or celebrated and a celebrated leader, or a tyrannical dictator forcing his control on the remains of the tower? Thanks for the episodes. Keep it up. Warlock Sunsinger Master Class. Knowledge is always power. Uh, so the first one, I don't think it could be, because I don't think that the... Elixir were ever chosen by ghosts. Right. Because we have confirmation in the Taken King thing that we are the first guardians. Yeah. So that would be my well, concern there. That would be an odd kind of paradigm shift in the hierarchy of how we know guardianship to go. And 
the ghost dynamic. But right. I mean, is it impossible? It's nothing's impossible. There I mean, are worse people. The point- our ghost is misinformed if that is true, right? Because our ghost yeah. explicitly states that for for all we know, this is Clippy, and he just doesn't know the difference. Well, well, let's not get in my opinion. Is, let's not get is. on my opinion of our overglorified <laughs> garage door opener. Um, no, no, I'm just saying there have been ghosts throughout the story who have popped in and been a little less than sharp. Have there? Yeah. Other than ours, <laughs> four Clippy four. the Ghost, four four. four. Ghost 404. I love He's 404. a little, he is no, granted, a little derpy. He's broken though? Yeah, granted, yeah, he, he was, was infected. Bro- but that doesn't but, count. But, that doesn't count. Well, we keep a broken ghost from coming up on a following and say, oh, hello, human. <laughs> and, the, and the elixir, he's like, <laughs> and he's like, salutations. Let's have an adventure. Are drugs legal where you're from? Or are you just this insane? <laughs> No, no. I just have a strong sense of self and a lot of guns. I think that's at best improbable. Um, the, uh, the other thing that was a very fair. Well, that's very fair. But the other thing is yeah. back back to the question of the elixir being raised by ghosts is that doesn't necessarily dictate that it was in the past, right? We know that ghosts can raise ancient dead. So, like, so hypothetically, the the prophecy from House of Rain, future event in which a ghost chooses an elixir. Right. And we know from the Ooh. mysteries card from the Vault of Glass that the ghost kind of got distributed through the time stream. Well, at least mm-hmm. that well, one did. Yeah, that one did. To a golden age. I mean, right. So, oh, you Jesus, mean. That's some watching future king crap right there. Right. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Typical fallen propaganda. <laughs> oh, man. That's. <laughs> That's a headache and a half. So the House of Rain makes the prophecy towards the end of the Lixney lifespan. But then somehow a ghost ends up in the past and makes the Kell of Kings back then. Or the Kell of Kells. Kell of Kells. Kell of Kells, yeah. Or, oh, my head hurts. Or the Kell of Kells prophecy is based off the ghost that it wants. I mean, I mean, and what I'm saying, that that is a that's an extreme. But what I'm also saying is that we know that ghosts raise ancient dead. So really, to be honest, all that it really matter, all it really needs is to find, I mean, it's not like they have a shortage of fallen corpses, right? You know, and, and, right. and you can yeah. argue. And, it and could argue, very well I mean, be likely that, so it, it could be, so hypothetically, I met a conversation here now, but hypothetically, they're oh, going to yeah. put a good intro at the beginning of Destiny 2, because let's face it, the Destiny 1 one left Quite a little bit. bit to be desired. Yeah, but there was rain on Mars, man. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about the, the yeah. Um, that intro was amazing. <laughs> that yeah. intro was fine, and somehow I skipped it the first time I started playing the game. Whoa! Uh, yeah, that's yeah. That's I didn't catch that until my second. Playing with character. an eight-year-old is like, don't hit X, don't hit X, don't hit X. <laughs> well, Son of a- my cats are just about eight years old, so. Um. <laughs> so one of my thoughts about that 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 provoked in me is wouldn't it be interesting if we're all rising to be figures of prophecy and if there are fallen elixir then you are the Kell of Kells so to speak right right which would kind of go into the the Halo 2 theory which is where you play Halo 2 is where you play as the Arbiter oh right okay yes 
He's a demon. You do I actually, to my to my shame, have not played Halo One or Two. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might have broken Justin. Halo I've been 2, saving that. Halo just Two, especially, you, you should you should definitely all go that back. Just a few minutes ago. <laughs> Halo Two, I would okay, is amazing, uh, but what? 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 Where you were tormenting me? What? Pins, you pins in chat. Pins in chat is gonna call you out for this. Does not compute. I didn't have an Xbox. I didn't have an Xbox until like the the 360 was out. So that's called an excuse. It's no. like I don't know you anymore. Listen, Gilligan made a radio out of coconuts, bro. Unfortunately, coconuts do not play proprietary software. <laughs> Have you? They can jailbreak iPhones. You can't play Halo Two on a coconut. No, you can't. <laughs> you prat. Is that the demo version of Numpty? Yeah, I think pretty I just, much. Pretty much. High score. High score. <laughs> so um, what, what about I the second question? Have been meaning to go back. What about that second at some point? Uh, which one was the second question? The return of Osiris. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically, probably speaker. I think he's more likely to be a tyrant, but I am what? Like to ponder elsewhere is. Hey, Blue only no. now convinced me over to even think yeah. he's not I, I, super I'm, evil. I'm, that I'm, was a long yeah, fight. That, that was <laughs> the fact that he is okay with him being a tyrant is a, is a win. I assure you. <laughs> this is this is a okay. long conversation. <laughs> this is uh, yes. there's some things being said here. So I mean, uh, go for it, Justin. No, I was just going to say, Kel of Kells is the first elixir raised by a ghost. It's an interesting thought. I don't think it fits. It'd be a little bit of a stretch and a little clunky as a story. Well, I think if you, are, if you are, if you're elixir guardian, Kells, and that is the first raised by a ghost, then I think that fits really well, actually. Mm-hmm. Unless the next class is elixir and you the next can race. melees. Yeah, the next race. Well, yeah, I guess that would be a race, but they would almost have to be a class because it would affect gameplay. Not you'd necessarily. Have to, you'd have two more melees. Not, Not necessarily. Necessarily. Only. I mean, if you're if you're actually the Kell of Kells, they're dregs. And also, hmm. I mean, th- we don't know how strong those those other arms are. Like, right. notice captains oh, they don't just s- for Captain. Well. They they use them to steady weapons and stuff, and we use the, they use them for manipulation. But like, I mean, I I can use my noodle arms to pick up a fork and cook a a curry. But like, I punch you in the jaw, and it's not going to have a lot of effect. With a fork? Well, maybe with a fork. But I'm just saying, like, just because they they you can manipulate tools doesn't necessarily mean that they're strong enough to to melee with. Yeah, don't don't judge every captain by the shield captains from Skolas. What yeah. in the world is the point of having four arms if the other two are just good for like you could still hold getting guns. your keys out of your pocket? <laughs> I mean, you could still hold guns. You could steady else... two large weapons at the same time. Right. How else are they supposed to hold their cell phones? It, there you go. You could hold four cell phones. Well, that's true. Cell phones four, do keep four getting side larger. Ladies. Um, yeah, no, I'm just saying like that. Uh, the way that would fit in gameplay wise would be a nightmare. I think. I so um, again, it could be vestigial or it could be just animation, right? Yeah, I don't want a four armed character unless I can do four armed things. 
I want an elixni pretty much regardless of what it takes to put, get an elixni in Justin, me. Justin, how would you do that? You don't have what? To... So, so are you going to use all four controller triggers on your... Huh? How would you control four arms in a video game? I got a left joystick and a right joystick, and I got uh, two triggers. I can figure it out. The the answer, or in, in short, the answer to your question, Blue, is mapping, <laughs> button mapping. Can you though? I could. I have trouble with two arms. Two my kids. There you go. Say. There you go. Just embrace it. No, just let no. it happen. Just let it happen. I'm just saying, if I can't do at least one forearm to action. So like I, right now, none. I'm saying, despite the fact that all, so here, here's here's what I'll go on on record with. Right now, despite the fact that all four or all three races should have unique elements to them, none of them do. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, and I know like, there was an argument that they were going to. Yeah, they probably. I think they probably were, but it's like it, they don't. Right, the Awoken should have you know Awoken powers at the very least. We we know that most of them have some elements of psychicness right mm-hmm. and that doesn't exist right i don't get premonitions on on my awoken characters no spiders and like you. yeah and like the well that's just because it's not a real rpg but <laughs> i'm just saying that like there may just be cool animations if right. rather than them having oh, something like you might have the same melee strength as a as a guardian but you have a really cool forearm strike yeah i got yeah, you yeah or or, well, your gun, no, or your gun oh, oh, or your gun doesn't go away, and you actually see the bottom two car arms come in with knives and shove into the enemy while you're still holding your gun there. Like that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's called a forearm thing. <laughs> I'm just that's saying, like, but, that, but mechanically, it doesn't have to be any different to be visually different. Is what I'm saying. Do you do, no. do you get what I'm saying? I'm like, not interested in rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. I want to do stuff. <laughs> what the f- does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Listen. So, anyways, I'm anyways. really becoming convinced that some form of narcotic is legal. In- <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It's called um, life. That's um, strictly speaking and figuratively speaking, not a hell of a drug. <laughs> no, a I'm drug. just saying. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying <laughs> is, if we're gonna have an awoken playable character, I want an awoken. Like some sort of shade step where I skitter with all my appendages at once, like a spider, maybe. Um, when I get killed, I want ether to spew from my head like a geyser. That should that should happen, and it would be cool. That, yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, or, it as doesn't pins, affect- or as Pins is saying, Fallen are the only race that can dual wield. Um, yeah, a, akimbo squared is what I like to call it. So okay, but, okay. So going to the Osiris part of the question <laughs> before we <laughs> completely go off even further. What are thoughts on the Osiris? What what is? Um, I think the spe- so I, the speaker dying is a potentially like likely option or advantage. Um, no, captured is a good one though. I think dying is too. Like this, I don't feel like the the cabal have any particular need at all to negotiate. So I think it's very likely that they would just give zero craps and, and kill everybody they came across. Yeah. I don't really see the speaker as a, uh, as that big of a, an asset for them. 
I don't like, think they're in mean, assets. They just want ex- to extinguish. Yeah. Well, I think they're they're very much tied to the old military strategic model of capture real estate. Yeah. Or you know you know right. like there's there's literally no value to this hill, but by God, let's pour resources into capturing it. Well, like, that's how I view the cabal. Well, I think- my personal theory is that they do find some value in this. Very specifically, that. Um, I think they want the traveler. I think that they know the traveler is powerful, and I think that's why they're they've. But they've yeah, I, but I think they they view themselves as kind of going through like sort of a like World War II Pacific island hopping type deal where they they're just gonna like take take territory after territory and yeah. just kind of jump leapfrog their way until it's over. But it's not really the way it's going to go down, or whatever, because we'll just dance and ride our sparrows and kill them. Um, Unless they figured out how to kill us. Well, they have, but we we have dead persons. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. That's they, what you're saying. Before if, they if did they, not know how to kill us. But if, if they, they figured out a way to actually kill us, then we could be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, but really, look at the Cabal, though. Do you think there's, like, a lab of Cabal scientists somewhere yes. figuring stuff out? I don't yes. They don't so. need it. They, they don't need it. They, they just blow they it They took up. the Dreadnought. No, they took the Dreadnought. Like, they took a huge chunk of it. They could very easily have found Hive data and research. But I don't know that they can read, though. <laughs> I think you're vast. I think you're tarkening this. I think you're really tarkening this pretty hard. <laughs> Like, you're channeling your inner Tarkin right now. And did you see how that turned out for him? Did you see how that went? Because, spoiler alert, he didn't make it through the first movie. I just think that... I don't think they can read. (laughs) It's the worst response, because we know they can read. I just... I am really flattered that I was immediately promoted to Grand Moff. Well, and then Um, succinctly killed by a band of like 35 rebel dudes. So, I mean, it was a pretty embarrassing tenure there. Hey, Damo, it was a good run. No, it wasn't, man. It wasn't at all. I'd like to thank all the little Jawas. Um, Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a good run at all, man. It was pretty bad. Uh, I'm I'm done. Good. <laughs> but um I I think so. I think it's likely that the that one way or another that the the speaker is out of commission. And I think a power play from Osiris is not unlikely. And I, I think that it's worth noting that without that with only a little bit of exception, expansions are usually labeled after the enemy. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like yeah. very rarely do we see like the good guy on the cover of things, right? House of Wolves, Dark Below, Taken King, Rise of Iron's a little different. So that's the monkey wrench in the in the engine, so to speak. But no, that's, a, that's I a think point. yeah, <clears throat> I think it's very likely that we might see um, Osiris at least somewhat antagonistic, and possibly we have to win him over thing but there's a pretty solid chance that we'll get we'll be fighting him oh man alright well do you guys want to roll to shout outs and then into the after show 
Sure, because I've got yeah. a list of animals we've got to get through. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. I was <laughs> really <laughs> hoping we left that behind. <laughs> Damn, what, what do you have for us? Uh, where, where are we doing? Shout outs. Shout outs? Shout oh, outs. Rabbit Hole Radio. My uh, comrades in arms and partners in crime. There you go. Be sure to check them out. And Justin, what about you? Um, yeah, I would like to give a great big shout out to our special guests from last week. My name is Bife, and to our guests from this week, Damoel, keeping up the tradition of our guests being kind of rude to me. <laughs> um, which to be is, fair, it's just because I like being rude to you. To, to be fair, <laughs> to me right now, it's almost like cranberries at Christmas. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's it's just it, there. It's, it's no one become, likes them, but it's, it's there. Commonplace. No one likes it. Oh. It's uncomfortable for everyone, but <laughs> I accept it. Berries are delicious. They're the best. Well, it depends. We'll get into this later. But anyways, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Damo, thanks for coming on. Had a had a great time. Uh, Bye, last week. Great time there as well. And uh, big shout out to. Our good friend, Redneck Ma. Blue and I last week were guests on the Ma cast, whatever he calls that thing. <laughs> it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. Check him out. Um, Blue will link it in this show because I I spend so much time renaming stuff that I can't remember what the real name of this <laughs> Twitch channel is. Um, it's the best I think part. it's actually twitch.tv slash ROTM radio. Something like that. Oh, his his um, Twitch or his Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll get you that. can do it. Uh anyways, so um between Damo Bife, Ryan on the Ma, and uh what else? What else? What else? Oh yeah, yeah. Blue's gonna talk to this in a bit, but definitely check out the uh Dame's fundraiser coming up. Haha, <laughs> sell it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Justin. Um, the email topic for next week is going to be over the wrath of the machine. So be sure to send in your, uh, thoughts, questions, anything of that nature to that for us to read out on the podcast. And then a uh, big shout out to our new patron over on Podbean. Vader is King 84. Thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate that. Vader. Uh, Vader. Um, if you guys have any interest in that, please feel free to shoot us questions or check us, check out the website, www.focusfirechat.com. It has all the details on, you know, how you can be part of that. Um, but again, big thank you for, for that support. And then yes, the fundraiser, uh, with the dames, we are going to be on from 12 PM to 2 PM central, um, and then uh, we're going to be actually talking about we're calling this calling the segment that we're doing ladies of the light. Uh, so we will be talking sneak sneak peek here. We're going to be talking about Eris, Marasov and Ikora Ray. So nice. Those are. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And also completely forgot a great big shout out to Destiny Down yep. Under. And yeah, I was going to say that as well. Uh, right before, <laughs> right before so this this stream, I was on Destiny Down Under, which is why we we actually 
were uh, a little bit late in starting. So yeah, definitely give them a, sh- uh, a shout over on Twitter. I think it's DDU Podcast. I can't remember. I'll I'll link them as well. I think it's DDU Podcast. I'm not 100% sure on that one um, because Twitter auto-completes everything that I do, so I don't really pay attention. Uh, but yeah, definitely give them a follow. Uh, they are on they are on Twitch as well. I'll be sure to get their links up there as well with the Rabbit Hole Radio and Ryan's. But yeah, so let's jump into the outro, and then we'll we'll stick around for some, some after-show shenanigans as usual. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes each week, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusedfirechat. Links to all our other sites can also be found with our episode archives over on www.focusedfirechat.com. Thank you again, Damo, for joining in on the conversation. I'll be sure to get your contact information up in our show notes for anyone who wants to continue chatting with you about the topic for tonight. Please be sure to also email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any feedback or questions for our team concerning the podcast and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback on iTunes as well. Also, make sure to check out our partner podcast within the Guardian Radio Network over on theguardiansofdestiny.com. So, until next time, focus your fire, and may your light shine bright. But they're fallen. Like despair is their milk of magnesia. No, no, they've still had hope that they can succeed. <laughs> is the thing. I don't know why I said milk of magnesia. <laughs> I, don't um, I don't either. That's no, not comforting at all. I was just going to let it go. I was just going to let it go. <laughs> okay, no, let me rephrase. They're Here the fallen. <laughs> Blue, you fix this in post. They're the fallen. Despair is their bacon. There you go. That's better. I like that one better. It's a better take. Um, so I don't know. If yeah, I'm like fix that. They, you've got to do it. No, you you have to leave that in. I'm in gonna, fact, gonna, no, that's got to go in the in the you know the director's cut like the this. Um, you better edit that out. I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs>